Hello, everyone, and welcome back to We Blame Harry Styles, a podcast dedicated to the work of musician, model, actor, and icon Harry Styles. This week on episode 14, we're going to give a brief overview of the news from May 2021, including Harry's Bird Award, the My Policeman set photos, and an interview with Harry's photographer, Ellen, on a podcast that is not ours. And then if you want to come on a different podcast, if you're like into podcasts now, we're available. Just throwing that out there. Um, also, you said May 2021 as opposed to May 2022. Like, are you <laughs> seeding the seeds of, of being an oracle and knowing the future? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that We Blame Harry Styles will still be ongoing in 2022. So, Well, I, I bet in May of 2022, we'll have a lot more to talk about would be my guess, but oh, we'll have to see. That would be so exciting. <laughs> okay, so my name is Keith. <laughs> and I'm Greg. And what do we blame Harry for this week? Okay, so this May marked an accomplishment for me, and we can all give applause to me give flowers, do whatever you want. I finished a book. I finished a book. Wow. Uh, I had not finished a book the entire pandemic. The closest I came was short little fan fictions and sometimes long read articles. But I finished My Policeman, which I had started wow. reading in January before I had surgery. And then I sort of uh, mentally lost two months. And then I went back to the book and I finished it. So... Uh, awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Harry, for making me read. Uh, <laughs> I am literate again. I am knowledgeable. I am a whole person. He's a great motivator. I didn't know you finished it. I feel like we talk like all the time about like all this random stuff and I didn't even know you finished the book. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I finished it. Um, I think I finished it a couple weeks ago uh, and I just mentioned it offhand. And actually, I think I, I, I was talking about the plot and then you were like, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I don't want to be spoiled. It's a gay story in the 1950s. Does it end happily ever after and homophobia has ended? I want to keep the suspense alive. Yeah, we got to keep the suspense alive, besties. Don't spoil key. Yeah, don't send me spoilers. But um, we'll, we will at some point talk about My Policeman, the book, on this podcast. Um, so I think it might be fun to do kind of like a book club kind of thing. And, and you know, but um, I have not read it yet. So we will wait till I read it for that to occur we will have to wait for key to become <laughs> literate so <laughs> listen i read tweets so i'm basically an english professor if we're being real okay, um it's true but yeah so this month i'm gonna blame harry for my bitterness at the lack of availability of flared trousers mm. because listen through watching the film Velvet Goldmine, which we will touch on at the end of our podcast, as we always do, which is things that we've been enjoying. Gray introduced me to the film Velvet Goldmine, which I really, really liked. So that, in combination with Harry's general flared stylings that we know so well, has drawn me to seek out that style of pants. I, I had already had flared trousers. Like, I have a nice pair of flared jeans. I have one other pair of flared pants. But, like, gotta go big or go home. I wanted some more of them. And I just couldn't find them anywhere. Went to a couple vintage shops. Nothing. It's, like, the men's clothing situation in general is it kind of dire. And add on oh, top God. of that, like, the flared trouser situation. And it's not good. So, you know, you search in the women's. You search in the men's. There's, like, not that much there. So, Harry, if you could just hook me up with your closet full of amazingly tailored flared corduroy pants, that'd be great. Okay, men's fashion, it really is so dire. Like, I went to Uniqlo, and 
I went to the men's section and it's just every time I go, it's just like, how many, how many people want to live in this yacht club polo <laughs> style? Like, yeah, I, I will say Uniqlo though is, which I've always said Uniqlo. Am I like, is that? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. But, it might be Uniqlo. <laughs> who knows? But I, uh, there it's not like their clothing like i feel like that like more minimalist like not graphic like clothing is kind of the type of clothing that they do so like but yeah it, even beside that it's not like there's like amazing affordable menswear out there which is a bummer and i mean obviously like gendered clothing is dumb and mm-hmm. we should shop wherever we want but also like sometimes you want the clothes that harry wears and like where am i supposed to get those without I mean, he gets them for free, so yeah. The, the the real thing with this podcast is that we all just want to be Harry Styles. But if if Alessandro Michelle wants <laughs> to hook up a five foot two uh, chubby <laughs> trans guy with some <laughs> cute gender neutral trousers, uh, you can have my cell phone over any time, bestie. Like, <laughs> yeah, Harry Lambert hit us up. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So yeah, so basically that was a kind of long-winded casual intro, which is going to kind of be the theme of this episode. So we're just kind of going to casually go through the news from this month. There's not been that much that has happened in the grand scheme of things, like nothing huge, like, you know, things that are worth talking about, um, exciting things like the Brits, which we're going to get into in one second. But Mm -hmm. um, we're hoping to keep this short. We're hoping to keep this kind of casual. Just wanted to engage with you guys once more this month. Uh, Say hey. uh, We hope you're doing well. And yeah, that's kind of the goal for this episode. So, And if the past couple of episodes have been a little casual for you, we do have, uh, you know, we do have some exciting stuff planned for the future. So we do. And in that vein, so I I put up a little Google form on our Twitter because we'd been kind of going through some ideas for episodes coming up. It doesn't seem like Harry's going to be like, you know, releasing anything imminently in in the immediate future. Um, so we are kind of going through some episode ideas. So like, we're going to do an episode on Dunkirk. We're going to do an episode on Harry Styles one his his first album, um, things like things like that. Um, and yeah, if you, but, and thank you to the people who already filled out that Google form kind of gave us some really interesting ideas for things that we could talk about on the show, things that you'd want to hear. So if you are somebody who does listen to this podcast and thank you for that, and you are interested or have any ideas for things that you'd like to hear us talk about, um, you can let us know through that Google form, which is on our Twitter. So if you do that, thank you for your feedback and yeah. Yes. Okay. So do you want to move into the news? Yeah. It's just, I guess, the, the entire podcast. Yeah. So I, I actually, I, I will start us off. So raise your hand if you saw Harry at the Brit Awards. Why are we starting this segment this way? <laughs> I mean, our hands are up, but it's a podcast. Our, so. hands, our hands are up. Uh, we are vibing. So um, I was looking at the timeline, and I don't know why. I guess... Okay, so for posterity, uh, I think that I'll give a rundown of, like, what happened that day. Because it was, it was so funny, wasn't it? So, like, for those who were not present or who are listening to this podcast far into the future in year... 2050 in your flared jeans and you know beaming it into your brains maybe with lasers enjoying a- yeah. enjoying hs10 <laughs> enjoying hs10 harry styles was in 
Brighton and filming for my policeman the day of the Brit Awards. And so a lot of people were saying, oh, he's filming today, so he's not going to attend. And there are photographs of him on set and everything. So people are on the, on the Twitter timeline. Uh, should we explain to the folks in 2050 what Twitter is, or do you think that we should just definitely not? Let, let I, I hope they never have to know that. I hope that Twitter is dead and gone, and that uh-huh. nobody's thought about it in 30 years. Is what I hope. Oh, that would be so sexy. Okay, yeah. So uh, on on the social network Twitter, <laughs> this is such we're we're in such a weird zone already in this episode. I. I hope this isn't a train wreck, but we'll, we'll, uh, we're, we're, we're soldiering on. <laughs> Much like Harry Styles did in the film Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Harry was seen on the set of My Policeman. And so people were thinking that he might not attend the Brit Awards because while well, he's busy filming in Brighton and weren't the Brit Awards, they were in London, right? Sure. I, th- I think that seems right. Yeah, it's that that's, that seems logical. It seems logical. We're going to go with it. So the <laughs> Brit Awards were somewhere in the UK that was not in Brighton, where Harry was located. <laughs> Probably London. Um, Brighton and London. I just want to <laughs> say Brighton and London are like close together. Like they're it's really not far at all. Like I I went when I lived in London for a little bit. I went to Brighton oh. like on a day trip and came back the same day. It's like pretty pretty close. Closer than you'd think living in the US where everything's like 800 miles apart everywhere. Yeah. So it's like but it's like a little drive. So Yeah. Uh so people were waiting and then all of a sudden people see it. They see him at a table at the Brits and it's like right it's right before his awards announced and like suddenly everybody on Twitter is wild. It's like He's looking cute. He was in, so he was wearing this checkered suit from the Gucci collection, uh, described in Vogue as a graphic print suit in retro sepia toned hues. The two piece was first seen in the brand's Aria show. It's a great suit. Just the whole look is great. I love the handbag that mm-hmm. he's got. Yeah, with the with the little sneakers to kind of like cash it up a little bit. It's just it's a, just a really nice. Mm-hmm suit it looks great on him yeah loved that it's been a while since he's painted his nails so i loved that and he had a little speech so he said thank you so much i just continue to be baffled by moments like this and they make me more and more incredibly grateful to be able to get to do this job every day i want to thank my fans for being so generous to me and everyone in my life who has my back thank you and then he also he so he attended with painter tomo campbell and I just wish that it were me that he had hugged when he got his award. But uh, Tomo, you were looking great out there. If you hear this podcast, uh, stay painting, bestie. Oh my god, <laughs> this is such a weird episode of Stay Painting to Tomo Campbell. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Um, Lodge one pack. Um, yeah. So I. The thing is, is like, Fine Line came out at like a weird time for mm-hmm. the Brits. It, it was like perfect timing for the Grammys where it, there was enough lead up for his nomination where the success of Fine Line became more and more evident over time, right? So mm-hmm. Fine Line's success mm-hmm. is like kind of a wide reaching success. Like, obviously, it was immediately successful upon release, but then Watermelon Sugar broke really big. A couple of the other singles were really successful. So, like, really, the success of the album is clear a year after its release 
So that works great for the Grammys. Didn't work as great for the Brits. Mm-hmm. When the Brits first happened, it was right after Fine Line was released. He got some nominations, but he didn't win anything. Um, I don't think that decision has aged super great by the Brits, but like by the time that the awards show took place, I understand it. And then at this point, it's like too late for them to like really honor the album because they already nominated it the year before. So I, I just really kind of, I liked that he got this nod and that he won this award. Yeah. Like it was the right move by them because this is a major award for them. And like th- this was a huge British single this year. So yeah, it just was weird timing. They they did tease though that they were going to nominate Fine Line again, remember? Because the cutoff was like, they were like, the cutoff for albums is like December 13th, which was literally like the release date of Fine Line. So people were like, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure what the rules are. Like, uh-huh. like with with Watermelon Sugar's nomination, like, could that have anything to do with it? But know. then that song was actually released before that because it was a single that we got before the album. I don't know. It's unclear to me. But yeah, I did kind of expect him to get more nominations. But now looking back at it, I'm kind of like... That makes I sense. Mean, yeah. He got all those nominations the year before. So it's like, I, it's not... It, he won the award, which is great. And I was surprised because I just mm-hmm. thought that he wasn't going to be there. And so you don't really expect him to win yeah. the award if he's not going to show up. So it's just, it was so nice to be surprised. I remember everybody, you know, like you said, like... People were live tweeting the Brits and I wasn't even watching. I was like, I think I checked in for like a couple of people's performances, mm-hmm. like Arlo Parks and was kind of tuned out. And then everybody was like, oh my God, he's there. And he's I was there. like, ah. So I yeah. scrolled over and looked at his mm-hmm. glorious suit. It's just, I'm not like this style of hair that he has for my policeman right now, which is like a, a much shorter kind of yeah, it's like slicked back cut is like not my favorite generally. But I have to admit, dang, it looked really good. He looks really good. And it's his not, jawline was really popping. <laughs> I know. And the hair, I mean, listen, the hair is literally not forever. He's playing up a button that repressed homosexual right now. There's a lot there's a lot there. His hair doesn't even want to be totally in this shape. We'll talk about it in a second, but uh when we talk about the My Policeman set photos, but they're having to barrette his hair down every day on set. Like, yeah, it's really it, that that's a lot of work that's going into that. And I'm just kind of like, I, I get it. I get it. But also, like, just let us have the curls. Like, that's that's what I want. They don't that's want like they don't want it for you. They want to show that he's <sighs> restrained by societal homophobia by every time the camera isn't running. They have to clip down, clip down his hair. <laughs> Well, then if we don't get scenes where he's not restrained and he's with Patrick and he's like, they're in bed and like his curls are out, like, and he's like, his hair's flopping all over the place. Like, if that doesn't you know, happen. A hand and the hair, we shall say, perhaps someday, maybe. I don't, yeah, that'd I, be nice. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say on the Brits? No, I think that's it. I think I got that. I'm happy for him. Yeah, congratulations to Harry. That was it was just a it was just a fun unexpected moment. The unexpectedness I think was like my favorite part of it. It was just like you know I don't think anybody expected very much that day. We were just like okay yeah a couple set photos that's nice and then it's like bam look at this suit. <laughs> oh the one other thing was mm. this is like a similar color palette to the last look that he had at the Grammys. Right. Um, and so I very much had a fun time even though this is like absolutely based on nothing and i'm not actually seriously suggesting that this is a thing i do enjoy that like both of the suits have uh, both of the looks i should say have like kind of an autumn color palette which Mm -hmm. you know i just if 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 hs3 dropped in autumn 
I just think that that would be nice for everyone. I mean, absolutely, it would be nice for everybody. It would be very, very soon. So that would be exciting. And it would be very convenient for Harry for all of these reasons that I've come up with in my head. Uh, <laughs> in, in my brilliant promotional ideas for HS3 that I've come up with in my own brain, I think that him releasing HS3 in August would be a, an amazing thing for him to do career-wise if he wants to be the biggest thing in the world. But, you know, I'm, I'm not paid for this. Uh, I, I, I would say that, you know, if you want to pay me for this, hit me up. But no, I, I did event planning in college. I don't want to do it again. But if you were planning Harry Styles' album rollout, I feel like that is an attractive career proposition. I would take that job. I'm not qualified in any way whatsoever, and he would never hire me to do it. But if I was offered, of course I would do it. I would just hope that he would offer you a different job. What What do you see me doing? What do, What do you think my my role is? What What cog am I in the Harry Styles promotional machine? Best friend. <laughs> I mean, I've got the free time, so listen. Trusted confidant. Sometimes I'm interesting and funny. Sometimes I sit in my room and look at my phone for eight hours. But, you know, everybody's got their ups and downs. I feel like that's Harry's vibe, too. You could get in there. You could do it. Okay. So now we're going to move on to... There There was a fourth anniversary of HS1 on the 14th. We were going to do an episode about HS1 for that, and um, then we didn't. Um, but we want to acknowledge that it happened because it's very fun. That's like, it's just wild. Like that Harry was the age that I am now when he released that album. That's fucking Um, bananas. Yeah. Wild. One day we will talk about it. Yeah, we will. Not, not in the immediate future though, even though we originally kind of had plans, but, uh, life got in the way. Uh, also for anniversaries, we hit the one-year anniversary of the Watermelon Sugar music video. How did that make you feel, Key? This wasn't in the doc, so you're getting my real and honest, uncut reaction to this in this moment. Um, I, I, I felt fine about it. I it wasn't like <laughs> I don't get like very emotional about the Watermelon Sugar music video. Like it's not like lights <laughs> up for me, but um, I, I enjoy the kind of intro to summer vibes that that video has. So it's 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 nice to like yeah. be in that moment right now to kind of for the weather to be getting warmer. It's really hot today when we're recording this, and yeah, the bright colors. It's just it did seeing the photos in the timeline or whatever because some people were celebrating the one year anniversary or whatever. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a nice reminder. Summer's coming up, so yeah, some fun times ahead. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I was happy to see that it hit its one-year anniversary. That that music video is is fun, and I remember it was like kind of the first fun thing that had happened in a long time during the pandemic. Mm. New York City went under lockdown. It, everything just kind of sucked, and like kept sucking, kept being awful, and getting worse. And then, like, out of the clouds, Harry just dropped this nice little present, you know? Harry Styles shows up in uh, little yellow shorts, and isn't that the cure Yeah. to all of our ills? Yeah, it was was great. It it was wonderful. And then, my policeman has been shooting, as we said before, and a lot of outside photos have been appearing on the internet. 
Harry Styles Daily Candidates has been locking and unlocking their doors like crazy. How do you feel about this, Keith? Conflicted, honestly. So it's actually funny. In our last episode, I think we'd said like, yeah, so like not many behind the scenes photos, not many set photos of my policemen have come out, like blah, blah, blah. Like wonder if that's going to change or whatever. Doesn't this mark a shift from Don't Worry Darling? And then... That was just totally not true, and we've just gotten so many more photos than we ever have for Don't Worry Darling, so... It was literally um, the next day, too. Like, he, he was literally like, oh, wow, this did not age well. <laughs> yeah, really age like milk. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I... The thing is, like, I, I like a lot of these photos, and I like that we're getting these photos in right now because we're kind of in, in like, a wasteland, and there's not that much going on. Um, it's just nice to get these, but at the same time, like... There are a lot of images in these photos that now we know what those images are. And so that's kind of a bummer to me because, you know, it's always nice to watch a movie and just not know what you're going into. And so I think that comes from certain scenes like and, and we'll, you know, talk about some of these specific photos. But so it comes to setting, it comes to costumes like it's always nice to like watch a movie and, you know, really experience it for the first time. And so I, I don't love that. I feel like so many of the costumes and settings and things like that we've already seen. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's not the kind of movie, like it's not so much spoilers that I'm worried about. It's more just like images. Like I think it's nice to see, see these things, how the director wants you to see them and to see them in that context first. So you know, a certain part of me wishes that it was a little more locked down from that perspective. But like, at the same time, like my id brain right now with like nothing to do, like appreciates getting these, you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alright, so having said that, we will still talk about some of the images, because they are fun. And we know that you guys have all seen them. Definitely you've seen them, even if you are in 2050 and having this episode lasered into your brain. <laughs> so the first images I think that leaked from my policeman is Harry and Emma Corrin chilling outside. Yeah, it, w- it was nice. I love, so, you know, I, I don't want to go through these, like, we have a bunch of photos copied and pasted into this document that we're, we're working off of for this episode, and, and I don't necessarily think we need to go through each individual one, but just generally, I've just loved seeing all the photos of Harry and Emma. Like, I just think it's just so nice that they're friends. Like, so much information has kind of come up because of this movie that, like, they were friends before this and that he, I, I think, sent the script to her. And, and that's just so nice. And I just liked so much that story and how she got involved in the project. And yeah, you can just tell from the way they are on set with each other that like they're comfortable together and that they're friends. And I mm-hmm. just, that's always, you know, I, there's like a little thing here that that's, you know, again, me being conflicted that like some of the, like, I, I don't necessarily love like shots taken of people from like far away in like this context but you know just just in a very general sense like i just a lot of these photos are very sweet of of the two characters like sitting on a bench or whatever and he's kissing her cheek like it's just it's just nice and it's just cute cute little things and i love the costumes so some of the photos that we got i'm just looking at this photo of emma in like this long yellow skirt and this Mm -hmm. kind of like blue top and they're on the beach and harry's got these delightful little shorts on ah the short shorts we're kind of like bringing back the era of short shorts right now like it's been slowly in the works the last couple of years but like with certain people but like now i feel like the 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 thighs out shorts are like having a moment so i just loved seeing these shorts from him 
I will say the shorts game for guys is getting shorter, but they're not like ass huggers for guys. Oh yeah, yet. they're not this short. They're not as short as the ones that he has on in these photos, but um I feel like guys should be yeah. slutty as a treat and like I just <laughs> think that you know, when Harry says we need to think beyond in our fashion, think beyond the binary, you know, maybe guys get a little slutty with it and they just wear these tight little shorts and of course we we want this purely from a fashion oh, perspective yeah like, definitely yeah it's, uh, purely, it's um, of course i'm a heterosexual man actually <laughs> so um speaking of heterosexuality how do you feel about this uh picture of harry with this youth on the beach a youth <laughs> the youth we don't know like even the people who've read the book don't really know like who this character is but harry was walking with a youth on the beach one day and the youth was touching his chest and looking up at him in the way that i think many of us would like to look up at him and i was like oh god yeah it's, it's a great photo i think the word on the street was that like this could be emma's Emma's character's brother yeah, was like, like the, the thought. Yeah, just great photos. Again, very appreciative of the tiny shorts. I'm team tiny mm-hmm. shorts. And I, again, let's circle it back around to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show about the dire situation of men's clothing. I, I want those shorts. I want those men's shorts. And I've I just... Know, me too. There's not good luck on finding those shorts. But, um, but they're rocking them and they look great. And yeah, just really fun photos from that day at the beach we've got. And, and then another day at the beach... Well, some of the photos were fun. Some of them featuring Harry wearing like 18 layers of clothing because he was just filming <laughs> in the the cold ocean. I, I personally like very much relate to this photo as somebody who's always freezing. This is what I look like when I leave the house when it's cold out. What what photos we got that day? There's just we've got we've got some more shorts. We've got there, there's a lot going on. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I that I that I thought. <laughs> What I thought was really funny seeing these photos is pretty much all of the photos of him going swimming, the makeup on his body that covers up his seven trillion tattoos, he's getting washed off. Yeah, there's this really funny picture where his butterfly tattoo is like peeking out. And it's it's uh-huh. interesting. It's like so weird to see him without tattoos. But um, yeah, I just it, it is a very funny image of like, he has no tattoos that he has. But you can't see the butterfly tattoo. It just looks like a smudge. It's so he's so good looking. I have objective things to say, I swear. I, I swear I have things to say. But they're not, like, these aren't really, like, <laughs> like we're not going to, like, do a deep dive of analysis on these photos. That's, like, not what this episode is going to be. This is, like, not the type of content that we we have here. Like, in the upcoming months, as I read the book and we analyze the book and, like, as the actual film comes out when we talk about the film, like, then we'll have concrete and interesting thoughts, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But... This is very, no thoughts, head empty, look at these fun photos we got this month, because, like, really, that's all that was going on. Okay, do you have anything else to say about the photographs, Key? Not really, I just, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing this this movie. Yeah, me too. Just very, very interested to see how they take it, how they adapt the book, and yeah, interested to see what the rollout's going to be like. You know, I, I know it's an Amazon film, but like Amazon has released their movies in theaters before and given their movies theatrical releases. Um, I'm I've been really enjoying getting back to the movie theaters right now, and you know, theaters around me have opened up, so I would love if it were released in movie theaters. But 
it's unclear if that will be the case. So I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. So mm -hmm. all, all things we're going to find out through to the end of this year, probably. This is another thing that's not quite in the document, but that you've probably seen discussed. Do you think that the trailer for Don't Worry Darling is coming soon? Because other trailers for other movies uh, that were filmed around the same time are starting to come out. I, I don't know. Uh, quote unquote filmed around the same time I think is weird because everybody was talking about it around the Eternals trailer, but the Eternals was filmed a long time uh -huh. ago. Like that was supposed to come out pre-pandemic. So I, I think it's possible that the trailer could be coming soon or a teaser trailer probably. Like we recently got a trailer or a teaser trailer for Edgar Wright's film that's coming out, I believe, in October. So that would suggest that maybe a month from now, if Don't Worry Darling indeed is coming out in November, we would get a teaser or, or something like that soon. I don't know if that's guaranteed. Like, I, I don't know if it's actually been confirmed anywhere that Don't Worry Darling is project is like coming out in November. It makes sense if they're going to try and position it for awards that it would be like November, December. But yeah, I don't think people are like totally off the mark, but like, I feel also that people are getting a little impatient and I'm like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I, we'll get it. We'll get it. It's fine. I, I definitely, okay. My opinion is that we're not going to get a trailer for it until July. If a movie for October, the trailer is just coming out right now and it's, it's, it's like almost June. So yeah. if it, if the movie was in November, it wouldn't be out until at least the end of June, maybe. Yeah. And who knows if it's even coming out in November, like, you know. Right, right. We're all like, we're, you guys, like, we're speculating based on speculations. Like, yeah, I don't even know if it's been picked up for distribution. Like, I'm not even clear, like, who's going to distribute it, so. I don't know. I don't think people are, like, totally off the mark, but, like, I do feel like people are kind of, you know, and people are enjoying their anticipation and there's nothing wrong with that, but it is... We'll we'll get it, and I don't I don't think it's gonna be like you know six months from now, but but we'll get we'll get something relatively soon. But I I don't anticipate like next week the trailer dropped or something like that. Like I mean we'll have to do an, an emergency pod if that were the case, but um I I don't anticipate that. It's gonna be a one two drop with the profile of Harry that's coming in July. It's okay. <laughs> Very confident about that. Okay, listen, I don't think that the podcast has heard my confidence yet, but I have been posturing on twitter.edu again for people in 2050 a social media website where <laughs> hell on earth that's all you need to know that's all you need to know i mean i'm i'm being facetious if you if if, if you engage with me on twitter and and you enjoy the platform i also enjoy engaging with you on there but yes you you know how it is you're on it's, there it's you understand yeah so on the bluebird site i have been speculating wildly that there is a profile of Harry Styles that is coming out in some magazine in late June or in July. So was this like when you were saying that HS3 was going to come in May or June no. with the first single out at the end of March? Listen, <laughs> this no, you ha you forget that we didn't know when my policeman was filming yet at that point in time. So the original Just saying. Listen, listen. We record our conversations like the original <laughs> everything you say is permanent. The original projection of that, if you will recall, was that we didn't think that my policeman well, A, we didn't know if my policeman was confirmed. B, you and I thought, at least I don't know if we talked about it publicly, but at least privately, we thought that the filming for my policeman, if it occurred, would not occur until July twenty twenty one. So our perception 
in that conversation was based upon the idea that Harry would not be doing anything between February and July. I changed my projections as soon as we got the information that we were going. As soon as Emma Corrin's casting happened, I changed my projections because my police now is happening for sure. Um, All right. Seems awful convenient, but okay. Listen, I I changed my projections. I feel like everybody should be proud of me because I changed my projections while I was healing from surgery. I think that that's very impressive. Wow, playing the surgery card. He knows that I play the surgery card. Uh, I don't remember like most of February twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, but I just feel I I am an exclusive insider. And I, I'm saying that there's going to be a profile of Harry Styles in June or July, and it's going to mildly hint, 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 hint that HS3, it's, uh, it's, it's coming. Rob Sheffield, looking forward to hearing from you. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's going to do Rolling Stone first. Like, it could be, I think that he might do it in some, like, weird indie magazine. If that happens, you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, so next, the, the, this next thing that we were going to talk about, we were going to end the podcast there because that's really all that's happened this month. But just today, like right before we recorded, um, Helen, uh, Harry's photographer, did an interview on the Straight Up podcast where she talked about, you know, taking photos for Harry and stuff like that. So we just thought we'd talk about that a little bit, a couple of her quotes. And then I thought kind of a fun thing to do would be uh, to kind of pick our top five photos of Harry mm-hmm. that she's taken. So, yeah, we're going to get into that after discussing some of her quotes from this interview so do you want to start with this first one we've got here yeah so she said i just like all the pictures that he personally posted on his instagram every day i think it was a good choice because it was a mix of backstage on stage and also the audience yeah so i really like this quote because and i and i don't remember who pointed this out so i'm sorry if i'm kind of like stealing somebody else's post that they made or idea that they had or whatever but there's this comparison between the photos that Harry posted on his Instagram during One Direction and towards the beginning of his solo career versus the photos that Helen takes of him and, and posts and I and and the ways in which they're similar and the ways in which they kind of set up their shots and they ha- they have similar subject matter. So I've always found that really interesting, the idea that her style, that he kind of chose her because mm-hmm. her photography reminded him of like the things that he likes in photography. And then in turn, like she says here, like she was kind of inspired by what she saw that he was interested in by the photos that he posts himself. So I think that's just kind of like an interesting like artistic collaboration that, that happens between them there. In the interview, and one of the friends of the pod uh, has been transcribing this interview, so if you want to read it, we'll be linking it in the description. But apparently, Helen, she photographed One Direction before, but she totally forgot about it. Uh, she said that she had never, she'd never seen so many like screaming fans in her entire life, and she's like photographed a lot of concerts, so. She really, that audience must have been very intense. Yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, so another quote that I liked was, I don't know if we had talked about this on the podcast before, but I think that she might have said this once or twice, but she doesn't ask to take his picture. There are moments that she asks, but after the tour and everything, I felt quite comfortable to just do it. And if he doesn't want to publish the picture, he just doesn't. I find that really like a very fascinating photographer, client, and really friend relationship that they have with one another, just to kind of know 
like what the good moments are. She's so talented. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into like our own favorite photos of hers and like what we gravitate towards and like the kinds of, of stuff that she gravitates towards. But yeah, I really love her photography. And yeah, I, I think that this is really necessary. Like I don't know enough about like concert photography to know how typical this is. I would imagine that this is pretty typical when you're documenting a tour, you kind of just need the license to just like take photos whenever. Or that's really the only way that you're going to capture like what's going on. But I do feel like I appreciate that because it, like I said, we'll get into this when we talk about our favorite photos, but my favorites of hers are kind of those more intimate backstage moments. And so I really appreciate that that we get those, I think, from moments fostered from this kind of idea. And then uh, the last one, this is intriguing many people on the timeline. Uh, He's the one choosing the photos. He's the one deciding. He's the one doing it. And he's very good at this. He decides. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this this makes total sense. But I do I do just like concretely knowing that I do find it interesting then to go back and look at her photography mm-hmm. and look at his Instagram to see which photos he does choose. Like to kind of think about like his own you know motivations and like to see what he likes and to see mm-hmm. what kinds of things he's drawn to in photography. I find it interesting. But um, but yeah, it's not it's not something that like surprises me in terms of yeah. like the amount of artistic control that he likes to have and seems to like to have. Mm-hmm. It's good insight into how much artistic control he does with the back and forth with his collaborators. For sure. So we got a few new pictures from her. There were a few photographs from Lights Up and one from the Adore You set. My favorite one is definitely the Adore You photo because I just love him with the. The, the scuba diving helmet yeah it's a good photo i love so i like in this photo that you can see the film cameras like filming him from the video and a lot of helen's photos like she does this thing i like a lot which is take photos of harry where she's in the shot where like her taking the photo of him is in the photo itself it, it like i just noticed going through harry's instagram that that's appeared a bunch of times and i really i really like that just as you know yeah, a way that they express the subject matter um to remind you that it's a photo and so yeah but I, I i really appreciated getting the lights up photos as we've said like lights up is like basically my favorite thing that harry's ever done so like any little other tidbit that we can get from that i'm like always grateful for i think these are good photos um but yeah just nice to get the these things unexpectedly today it was kind of a fun little yeah. thing this afternoon definitely okay so i think that's all i have to say about that yeah so do we want to get into our top five photos that she's taken of harry yes so you can go first Okay, so we're going to do like 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 here, so we'll kind of go back and forth. So to start, I have a little honorable mention because, listen, it's really hard to decide, and she takes a lot of really good photos, okay? And I was just, I just had to get one in there. So outside of my top five by honorable mention is the photo that she took on tour for New York City 1. It's the first New York City show for live on tour, which is when he's in that glorious bell-bottomed white patterned suit. Uh, and he's brushing his teeth. So I was trying to decide between there's these two photos of him brushing his teeth that he posted. And I just, I don't know. I love, it's like the, first of all, this this photo, like, he just looks like kind of like a cockatoo in this photo. There's like, he's got like, just the way that it's framed with like the really, really wide leg pants and like his hair. There's like, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And then that contrasted with him brushing his teeth. It's like these little backstage moments, the extravagance of the outfit contrasted with like the, very mundane act of like brushing Brushing your teeth when you're standing in a hallway i just think it's like a playful photo that's really fun Mm -hmm. 
And how, just how do you know, how do you have the instinct to capture a moment like that? She's just so great. I'm sure there's so many photos like this that we will never see. Well, maybe we will in some photo book she's going to release 20 years from now, which I, I oh will buy. But. Yeah, pro- this, she probably has like 7,000. Like she probably takes a photo of him brushing his teeth every night and this is the one that he liked. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> which is also so fun to think about. Oh my God, let me in. <laughs> let me in. Okay. Uh, so you, well, you're the only one who had honorable mentions. Okay, so yeah, so my number five. I toyed, it was just so hard picking five photos and then putting them in order one through five. So I, I I don't know if there's like a huge differential between my photos one through five, but I, I've always really, really loved this photo that I that I put at number five, which is the photo that he that Harry posted on his Instagram for Madrid for Live on mm-hmm. Tour, which is this black and white photo of him sitting down in this like white tank top that says treat people with kindness on it. I can't believe that they just have these and like never release them. Like I would buy this in a heartbeat. I think it's like such a cool merch item. Like he looks so good in it. Yeah, he looks great. Tattoos are peeking out. Big fan of that. And I just yeah, I just think she hasn't really posted anything like this before. It's like this particular photo is pretty unique. A lot of things are repeated, like different angles or different shots of him on stage or whatever and this one i has just always stuck out to me because i don't think that she's posted something like it before so yeah really drawn to that photo yeah so i guess i'll do my five so my number five is the kissy photo love it i just think it's really fun i just love the sunglasses i love the kiss at the camera i actually there's some similarities to this with I don't know. It has very similar energy to that to the photo of him dressed as Elton John at this one party. Enough that I want to know, like, if she took that photograph. I want to know who took the photograph, but I can't find it. So I don't. I don't. If anybody can tell me whether or not Ellen took the photo of Harry as Elton John, I would love to know. But I couldn't find that information. However, I do know that she took this one, and I really like it. Yeah, it's a really cute photo. It's just very cute that he thought to post this up with the caption "kissy." It's like, mm-hmm. all right, we get it. You're yeah, adorable. you're cute. Um, <laughs> it's a cute photo. Yeah. So my number four, I think, like uh, through all of these, the, the through line between all of mine, and this is why I was kind of I don't have any performance photos at all in my top five. I like concert ph- photography. I think there's a lot of good performance photos, but what I'm drawn to about Helene's photography and the photos that she's posted of Harry are kind of these ones that capture the quieter moments and often the vulnerable moments. Like I think like a, a lot of the behind the album or not the behind the album, like the, the fine line album booklet especially is like where a lot of these come from for me. I think so many of those photos are so great and just give great insight to me into what it's like to make an album and to make this album in particular and the way that Harry works and the way that he works with his collaborators. And, and these, you don't, you know, when somebody's doing an interview promoting an album, they don't talk about just sitting in the studio, just thinking, you know, and I, yeah. So my number four is a photo from that booklet, which is a black and white photo of Harry just sitting down in the studio thinking, and he's at the center of the frame and I just yeah I just really have always liked this photo for the kind of quiet Mm -hmm. um thought that it captures so that's one of my faves yeah I love that too my number four is Harry with this baby I'm pretty sure this is 
Kid Harpoon's baby. Uh, he's in this shirt with bananas on it, and he's wearing a clip in his hair. Uh, it's clipped right off of the top, and he is just being real cute. He has real yeah, parent vibes. Photo. Yeah, it's amazing. I just, I th- think it's very, very cute. Yeah, it's a really nice photo. Yeah. Yeah, so my number three is also from the Fine Light album booklet. A, a lot of these are, are are appearing here. I think it's because they're just, yeah, they're just different from, from a lot of the other things that we've seen. So they stand out for me. My number three is a photo that I used to have for a long time as my Twitter profile picture because I just like this photo so much. The photo of him, it's a Polaroid of Harry sitting down recording. He's playing the guitar. And it's the one where he's got those like big white socks on and he's in his underwear. And I just always love this photo because there's something about it. Like, not only is he there like that. He in his underwear. Did you, have, did you not know that he was in his underwear in that photo? What did you think? No. <laughs> what do you think? I don't, I, I, this is my discovery that he's, I guess I just thought that they were shorts. Wow. Would have been really, really, really short shorts. Yeah, I guess for once my brain was safe for work. Yeah, but I I've, I've always love this photo. I think there's something about, yeah, there's like that kind of, there's like, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like too pretentious or whatever, like, but the vulnerability in the photo and the way that he's like not, like, I don't know if he's aware that his photo is being taken, which I like. It just seems like a very organic moment in the studio that was captured. And I like the casual nature of it. Like, I love how performed Harry is as a celebrity and a musician, like, how aesthetically focused he is how carefully he chooses his outfits and you know but it's also nice to see these kind of like behind the scenes moments where he's just in in socks underwear and a white t-shirt you know because that's just you know it's a long day of recording and that's what he threw on like i just those little things that we don't always get to see from him i i Mm -hmm. like so i really like this photo yeah it's great so my number three is i think actually you're number two so we can kind of yeah, we can do this together. Pow, but it's this one with Mitch giving him a kiss on the cheek with a pride flag in the background. This picture drives me up the wall. It's such uh, a good photo. It's only is not my number one because there are pictures that drive me up the wall somehow more than this one. <laughs> I just, the fact that he and Mitch are just such besties and so cute and close together that he gives him little kisses on the cheek. The fact that he has like a pride flag hanging in the studio all the time. It's just everything is driving me. Uh, like I, it, he's sick for this. Like I just. Yeah, but I, I love this photo. I think I just love so like, it's just so cute. So yeah, the pride flag in the background just makes it perfect. But it's like his look of surprise on his face. Like Mitch just like surprised him with a little kiss on the cheek. And Helen just like in that moment captured that She's look of casual. surprise. Like that's what I love about it is is the the little gentle kiss on the cheek and like his look of pleasant surprise that that is something that just happened to him. I think is just such a sweet photo. So uh, yeah, it's my number two. It's so cute. Okay, I, we have to keep going. I can't get destroyed about that photo anymore. I have to get destroyed about this next one. Okay, uh, my number two is a photo that also drives me really crazy. It's Harry in the suit that's too tight, and he is leaning against the wall, and I guess there's like a mirror there, and he's really in concentration, and Helene has crept around the wall 
and snapped a picture of the mirror looking back at Harry. And so she's in it. I love this photo so much. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. I think it was Sacramento was, was mm-hmm. this look where he was in that sparkly jumpsuit. Yeah, I love this photo too. I love, like I said before, like that Helen is in it. Like I just like mm-hmm. that element of it. And yeah, got his hips thrust forward. Harold, mm-hmm. I appreciated that he chose himself. He was like, this is the one that I want to post on my Instagram. That yeah, brings it, me joy. It, it drives me bonkers that he looked at this and was like, yeah, this is the one. It's photo. I just... He, I, I, I can't... This photo's driving me crazy. I can't look at it anymore. What's your number one, Key? My number one, and I, again, like, the Mitch and Harry photo could be number one. Like, there's a lot of... I love all these photos, but... My number one photo is the photo that Helen took of Harry where he's reading Rob Sheffield's book, um, Love is a Mixtape. I, I just, there's like, I think the reason why I have this as my number one is because this is such a unique photo for Harry. Like, I don't think there's any other photos that she's taken of him that look like this. There's no photos of him that look like this. Like, this is a very particular photo. And there's something about the way that he is looking at the camera and looking at her take the photo behind the book. And he's kind of, like, hiding behind the book. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about it that's, like, it kind of speaks to what we're saying. Like, the photos that I was picking out before is the ones that I like that are kind of, like, these vulnerable backstage moments where he's, like, where... A lot of times he doesn't even seem to know he's being photographed, but this kind of, he does know he's being photographed and he's kind mm-hmm. of like hiding behind the book. And it's, I don't know. I just think it's like, I mean, he looks great in it. Like that's the obvious thing to say, but I just think there's like a lot going on here too with like the way he's looking at the camera. So I just think it's such a unique photo from her and him. So I love that one. Yeah, me too. Okay. And my number one, da 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 da. Okay, so just a full backstory of this this photograph and why I love it so much. When I started being a fan of Harry, this photograph, the photographs from the Fine Line booklet started leaking online, and I just started seeing them crop up places. And the magazine Them, uh, which is an LGBTQ magazine, posted up this this photo with like, I can't even remember what the sly little caption was. Something about like, LOL, us too, Harry. So of course, my number one f- photograph is his photograph was I'd love to fillet George Harrison shirt that is obviously custom made where he had it made or someone made it for him. He either pulled up the sweater over his head and he's showing it off or he I don't know. There's some yeah, sort of... Yeah, I think of, he pulled the sweater up to show off to the show, shirt for the to photo. To show off the shirt. God damn it, I hate him. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, so he's showing off his custom-made show shirt about fellatio. You guys don't understand. This has been in my, in my group of photos that I have on Tinder ever since that day. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> listeners may not know this, but there was a point in time where I was a Harry fan where I still was hanging on to the vestiges of believing that I was a lesbian and I still had this as my Tinder photo, which I think is a very powerful energy of me. It is. To, because it really I said I would say in my Tinder bio <laughs> I I clarify I clarified, I said, I don't want to fillet George Harrison, but I appreciate that Harry Styles does. And I was like, it's it's great. 
you can you can see that this is the truth that I'm living. Anyway, I'm I'm a, I'm it's a very proudly bisexual man now. So um, <laughs> that was not true. A lot can change during the course of a pandemic. <laughs> a lot can change during the course of a pandemic. I am contributing to Short Kings on tour. Thank you very much. And I I just I feel like I have a connection with this photo. I feel like I have a little history with this photo. And it's just great. Just everything about it just makes me so happy. And like, I'm so happy that I have it in my life, you know? Me too. I love this photo too. I think it's like, to me, this is more about the subject matter than the photography. And what I love about it, I would have picked this, but I saw, you know, earlier when we were doing these lists that Gray had it. So I was like, you know, I'll pick photos so we can talk about more photos. But I like, so this this shirt, I believe, like it looks custom made and it looks very similar to the shirts that Harry has in some photos that I think mm-hmm. that talk about Irving Azoff or something. Like when yeah. he has these shirts where it's like in all caps letters, like somebody's like making these custom shirts for like their friend groups inside jokes or whatever, which mm-hmm. is just like very amusing on a whole nother level. But I just love to think about like what inside joke prompted the making yeah, of what, this shirt. Like what, inside what joke happened? Is this? Yeah, like to me, uh, the way I imagine it is like they're just like, you know, talking about how good the Beatles are or something. And then like somebody like was really excited in that moment. They're like listening to a Beatles track where like George Harrison's just like shredding it and like doing something mm-hmm. amazing. And like that's the take that came out. And so this shirt was made. I don't know. I, yes. I, someone someone in the group was like, oh, my God, I would love to fillet George Harrison. I look, hope George it was Harrison, Harry who said that. Yeah, George Harrison. It, it, look, all I'll say is good taste. This shirt demonstrates good taste. George Harrison is no, far he and is. away the most attractive looking beetle. So okay. I have I have to admit that I do love Paul, but Paul well, and George everybody loves the, Paul. But like Paul physical and George are the only right choices. If if you say to somebody who's your favorite beetle and their choices are not Paul or George, you're legally obligated to like friend divorce them like i'm sorry like if your favorite beetle is john i can't talk to you anymore well you yeah you have very strong opinions on that that i won't weigh into as somebody who isn't (laughs) you know who is a more casual listener of the beatles but just saying like objectively in terms of physical attractiveness Uh, i I feel like this shirt demonstrates a certain level of taste Mm. um well and taste is also at play here in other ways but we won't go there um (laughs) so yeah this this is a great photo this podcast is so chaotic today. Yeah, this one turned out to be pretty chaotic, but this is what happens when we're just talking about set photos and like little events that happen throughout the month. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. That kind of, yeah, that that's kind of it. That's kind of what we had on the docket to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back with like more structured and like formal uh, deep dives and analysis and discussions in the future. Very but soon, um, yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to do these more casual things. It's like less work for us to do too, so it's always nice. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to work. Okay, <laughs> so uh, for our outro here, you looking forward to non-hairy things, book, movie, TV recommendations? One non-hairy thing bringing you joy in these difficult times. Wow, you said that so dramatically. <laughs> um, I so like. I, I've I've kind of become, and I say this like, please know that I'm saying this like in a facetious way. Um, but is been, it though? Is it becoming a little bit of a cinephile <laughs> these past couple weeks? Um, I 
I think I like reacted. This is like me psychoanalyzing myself. I think like because you guys know if you've been listening to our podcast that I've been that I was in the middle of like a Marvel movie marathon and I like almost finished it. There's like two that I haven't rewatched. And I kind of think that my brain reacted to like watching like 20 Marvel movies with like a a desire for critically acclaimed cinema. Mm -hmm. So what I've been doing since then is I've basically been watching a movie a night, sometimes two movies a night. Like Gray and I watched two movies last night. Um, And yeah, so ones that come to mind that I've just really enjoyed since the last time we recorded is Snowpiercer, the Bong Joon-ho film Mm -hmm. starring Chris Evans, just like a really good like, kind of disturbing movie if you're somebody who, like, you know... It, what I really like about Bong Joon-ho, and, like, obviously Bong Joon-ho made Parasite, uh, which won Best Picture last year. And so I'm sure that, like, listeners will be aware of that if you didn't see it. But his movies... I'm not somebody who likes horror at all. And, and Parasite, I would say, is probably more of a thriller. But even that is, like, kind of a lot for me. Like, that's not mm-hmm. the typical movie that I reach for. So we'll see how I do with Don't Worry, Darling, which is also a thriller and might be leading horror which good luck to me i don't know i don't know how it's gonna go for me but what i love so much about bong joon ho is that i feel like his movies are really accessible and i feel like his movies they're they're popcorn movies he kind of combines this like high art like extremely well crafted movie making with humor with action with these things that like make it more accessible so snowpiercer i think was like a really good example of that for me so i'd recommend that movie highly Velvet Goldmine, like I mentioned at the top of the show, mm. Gray had me watch and I just am obsessed with it and I just thought it was so good. And it's like, right after we watched it, I was like immediately like, okay, this is up there for me as like one of my favorite movies I've ever watched. Just like, if, if you're a Harry Styles fan, I think you'd love it. That's ba- the basic pitch. Like, I, I would imagine Harry has seen it and loves it because it takes, it's about this this sort of like it's not a biopic of david bowie but it's kind of like a fictionalized biopic of a david bowie like glam rock star um so i'm sure you can see kind of the connections to uh, harry fans with that and it's just a beautiful movie just Mm -hmm. a strange movie an out there movie but in the best way and a movie that's super super memorable um Mm -hmm. the baby's on fire scene is like i think maybe my favorite scene in any movie (laughs) It's so um, good. Yeah. I Yeah. So I, uh, it was so funny because, yeah, Key and I watched this together. So far, I'm so glad that the of my movie recommendations that this was the first one of mine that he took because Key has not liked my other movie recommendations <laughs> so far. Uh, well, like I, what? So there was one. Was there another one? No, night? I, we watched, we rewatched Superbad, which uh, did not did hold not up in like the ways Superbad. that I hoped. I think that I don't like super bad anymore. <laughs> I recommended it and I unrecommend it. Um, <laughs> and we watched Kill Your Darlings, which he has told me that electing to watch Kill Your Darlings as camp does not count as an appropriate way to interact with the film. Well, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's it wasn't intentional. Like, you can't give the movie credit for you watching it like it's camp. when It's, it, it's not like that's what the movie's trying to do, but that's a whole other thing that we shouldn't get into. Cause yes, we won't. 20-minute anyway. sidebar into the film, the intent behind Kill Your Darlings is probably not what we want, but... Uh, but yeah, so we rented Velvet Goldmine. Uh, it, it was so funny. I was saying to Key, like, this movie is like almost the anti-theatrical release of it. Like, 
it's kind of meant to be experienced in your bedroom, this movie, because in the movie, one of the characters is like a fan. The, the point of view character is a fan of these like larger than life rock stars. And a lot of it is him coming to terms with his sexuality and experiencing these people through different mediums of records and the newspapers and all those sort of things when he, when he was younger. And so in a way, when you are watching it in a little screen on, you know, 2-7 or like on Netflix on your computer, uh, like if you, like, especially like if you're with your family and you're trying to keep the sound down, these are the kinds of environments that people often watch Velvet Gold Mine in. And so I was saying that like, this is kind of, if you are experiencing it that way, you're very much experiencing Velvet Goldmine in the way that Christian Bale's character Arthur is experiencing the rock stars in the movie, which I kind of feel like adds to the experience, even though I think seeing this in a theater would be really fun. Yeah, it's it adds, that's how a movie becomes a cult movie, which Velvet Goldmine is, you know. And so I would kill to see it in a movie theater. I think it'd be so fun to do kind of like a Rocky Horror style, like everybody goes and sings along type mm-hmm. of thing. But I I totally get what you mean. And it was special to kind of, be introduced to it by somebody and that's how these movies get to the way that they are like mm-hmm. that's why velvet goldmine has the legacy that it does is because you know queer people have been doing that since the movie came out being like here's this vhs tape we need to watch this you need to see it so mm-hmm. it was cool to experience that yeah it's, it's, it's a very very special movie i have become literate uh, as i was saying so i did read my policeman and then i've been rereading the picture of dorian gray it's you know slow going not because it's bad or anything but uh just because it really speaks to me and it's a lot i feel like some of the characters in it are like literally me and uh (laughs) we really i can't believe we're like watch velvet goldmine the picture of dorian gray like we're really just working down the list of of yeah there's there's Listen, there, there's a lot there that we're, that we're that we're sharing at the end of this podcast, but you made it this far. So you, you made it this far. Uh, I mean, if you haven't read the picture of the Dorian Gray, check it out. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What have I been listening to this month? I, I recently re-listened to Tyler Glenn's album. He's from the Neon Trees who did Everybody Talks. He did this album, Excommunication a few years ago, where he basically he he was in the Mormon church and he came out of the closet. He and the band broke up for a little while because like everybody was Mormon, but he was gay. So he had to go like find himself and have a whole album about finding himself. Uh, And it's 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 it comes from one of my favorite genres of album, which is an artist who's already established in the middle of their career comes out of the closet and they have an album after they come out at some point that deals a lot with their identity and what they've been coping with and like sort of that so excommunication is like that by tyler glenn no place in heaven by mika against me's transgender dysphoria blues is a great one there's a lot there's there's a whole like little miniature canon of albums like that that i just Chef's Kiss, I love so much. But yeah, if you haven't listened to that one, that's one of the niche ones on the list, and you definitely should go check it out. It's great. Other than that, what I'm looking forward to, there's going to be a bunch of like new remix Lady Gaga songs that I'm really excited about. I'm getting back into her. There's Gaga fans on my timeline, and they're indulging. 
the high school me of 10 years ago. I saw her. Little monsters. Yeah, I saw I saw her do uh, the Born This Way event because it was the 10th anniversary and she just looked radiant and I re-listened to the album and I will say, oh God, the gays are going to kill me. Born This Way is kind of an uneven album. Yes, I know. Wow. Boo. Boo. Okay, I like the fame and the fame monster and art pop better, but I like some of the individual songs on Born This Way best. So anyway, it's still very strong, uh, even though I think it's a little uneven. And I'm so excited for the remixed Born This Way album. My only hope is that perhaps Harry Styles appear on it. I don't think that it's going to happen. <laughs> wow. But I'm, like, ma- I'm manifesting. Uh, I'm manifesting that he and Gaga collaborate at some point. Maybe they'll be in a movie together. Who knows? Who's to say? Okay. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Yes. Yeah, so I hope you guys, like, this is, like, I, I, I think, you know, it's nice to kind of wind down at the end of the show by talking about these things. This is, like, kind of a longer one than usual, so it won't always be like this, as you know, if you listen to the show. But I hope you get, you know, I hope something's appealing to you about listening to it. And really what I like about it is I like documenting the things that we're into every couple weeks. Like, I, I'm definitely something, and I think you're a little bit like this, too, where we kind of, like, dive into different things at different mm-hmm. points in our lives. And so I really kind of like having it documented, like, oh, what thing was I, could I not stop thinking about in uh, May of 2021? With, yeah. So, yeah. It is fun keeping track of things, but it also is enjoyable re-listening to us and like what I've been into and being like, wow, I really did just listen to a bunch of One Direction Imagines on <laughs> YouTube one day. That was, that was very interesting. <laughs> Okay, so Key, do you want to take us out of here? Sure. So you can contact us at weblameharrystyles at gmail.com. On Twitter and Tumblr, we can be found at Harry Styles Pod. You can follow us there, DM us there. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Another way to do that is to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. So we'd so appreciate it if you took a second and you give us a rating if you enjoy it. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast host to become notified of our next episode. Thank you for listening. We love you and talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.